No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree. Shout out to Mike, 
um, for definitely holding down the fort, okay? And then last but not least, make sure you also follow us on She Said What Radio Network on Instagram. I mean, we post a lot of good stuff there. And it's always good to have your input. And you can also follow me, Simply Bree, S-I-M-P-L-E-E-B-R-E-E. So um, we're going to actually bring our guest up first. Sir, Mr. Hugger Rocks, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Let me give you your round of applause for checking in. Thank you so much for having me. This is my, my official, like, second interview I've ever done so far. Oh, shoot. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, well, this is going to be a great one because this was a topic that you actually wanted to talk about, nurturers versus opportunists. So I'm going to assume, if I had to, that you've had some situations arise where you just felt the need to just, let's just get this out the way, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's uh, – I really like how you uh, – how you put that in the beginning when you posted it about how it's really more so just re- just relationships with people that you have in your life in general. Like mm-hmm. I will be talking specifically about like some of the situationships, you know what I mean? Yeah. More so that I've went through more so. I, okay. So I'll start like this. Like I just turned 40 um, December 10th last year. So wow. you don't look it, sir. <laughs> you don't look it at all. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate all that. But um, in, in either case, though, it's like at 40, it's like my mind is just totally different now. Like something, something clicked different in my mind in specific. And it's like um, just more so this was a topic that just some reason just kept circulating in my mind. And it's just interesting when you hit me up to, you know, do an interview, it's just mm-hmm. I was like, I'd love to talk to somebody about this because that's like, you know, <laughs> I think the culture is missing this conversation right now. Right. I I agree with you a thousand percent. And it's it's interesting because it's one of those sticky situations where it's like how do you know that you're an opportunist? How do you know when you fall into the opportunist category versus you're just a go getter? Like how, how do we know? How do we distinguish the two um from one another? So I'm. I have a ton of questions for you, and um, I'm sure you got. <laughs> I'm sure you got the answers from me because I definitely didn't send you the questions. So uh, I'm really interested to see what your input um, would be. But first of all, in your own words, how would you define or even describe um, an opportunist? First. Thank you. Uh, thank you for putting it that way. Uh, I, I will, and, and, and again, I just want to clarify that again. This is really just from my perspective thing to say, and especially in this cancel culture world. <laughs> you know, before yeah. we go anywhere, you know what I mean. I just want to let you guys know I'm a heterosexual man, and mm-hmm. you know I love everybody. Everybody live your life, do your thing. You know what I mean. But I'm just going to be speaking from a heterosexual man's perspective. But I also like to encourage everybody to also, you know, apply this to whatever it is that you, you, you can take something from what I'm saying, because like I'm saying, this is just in general, that you, anybody can be, and that's also another thing, um, which is spinning off of what you're saying, like, because there's not, you can't really point fingers about who is an opportunist, an opportunist and who's a nurturer, because right. in reality, in life, it's like we all play those roles in different situations, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's more so 
understanding what role you're playing in whatever situation that you're in, more so. Right. So, so okay, so, like, for example, um, uh, an opportunist. So, like, for example, uh, speak, speaking from a heterosexual man's perspective, I just want to clear. Oh, I also want to say, too, by the way, I just wanted to put this disclaimer out as well. Any and everything I do talk about is nothing to do with my baby mama. <laughs> I, just, I just want to make that public disclaimer clear. We have peace right now. You know what I mean? Everything is great. I've lived, like I'm saying, I'm 40 years old. I've, you know, my 20s, it was, I don't even, I don't even want to put a date on it. Right, right. Literally, but I had, I've, I've lived a pretty full life of, uh, both business-wise and with, you know, situationships, relationships, et cetera, and so forth. So I'm really pulling from a lot of different sources. And, uh, I guess uh, one thing I'll I, I, I going into the opportunities, but uh, it stopped me if I ever just start going too too long on any one thing. One of my frat brothers, uh, one of my younger frat brothers, uh, I remember he posted something on his wall talking about uh, just uh, – like he, he's like, yeah, you, you can't really be, be spoiling these chicks and this, that, and the third, something like that. And uh-huh. I was like, I replied to him. I was just like, it really depends, like, you know what I mean, on the type of female that you're dealing with. Like, you know what I mean? Because if you're dealing with a nurturer, like, you want to put your energy into people that's putting energy back into you. That's wow. the bottom line. That's what all this is about. And when it, when it comes to nurturer and opportunist, it's really more so a spectrum more than anything, more than a black and white. You know what I mean? Because somebody, and that spectrum also can evolve and change, and your perspective on that whole situation may even change where you're no longer nurturing <laughs> the situation, you become opportunist. But mm-hmm. it's more so just, it's, 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 it's more so awareness of where you are in a situation and moving accordingly, you know? Right. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so that's Okay, let me, because I, I can't, I, I honestly, I don't like when people feel the need to hold back on what they naturally want to do. Like, if you are someone who is a giver, if you want to spoil a chick, or if a woman wants to spoil a man, and I just had this conversation with a friend last night, if a woman, if I naturally like to please my man, I don't want to feel like I have to hold back because, oh, he may use me. Like, if anything, I need to be looking at what type of person he is before I even get into a relationship with him, before I even lay down in the bed with him. You know, and a lot of the times we're not doing it as individuals. We're doing it ass backwards. We're getting in the bed, humping and pumping, and then laying there and saying, okay, what are we? Or now, oh, I can see myself in a relationship with you. But you've already skipped the learning stages. And so for him to say you can't be out here spoiling these chicks, it kind of makes me wonder who shitted in his Cheerios. Like, <laughs> like usually, and, and I'm going to be straight honest, usually in a situation like that, when someone, and it can be a female too, when they categorize every person in that gender, that gender role, usually they've probably been hurt. Someone, they poured up their heart, and someone took advantage of them, and now they just nobody gets that treatment ever again. Yeah, life lessons, life lessons, and you all go through them. And um, 
learn from them the hard way. I definitely, I, I can definitely say, I've been through that situation, I want to say, one time in my life where I felt like a, a one time that I can pinpoint a female cheating on me, and that was the one time that mm-hmm. I ever know about that. It happens, like I say, it happened one time. But right. that one time, like, it's definitely spin me into a situation where, like I'm saying, I, I, you know, I had a I had a full life. So it's like back when I was younger, like I was, um, you know, I was not just, not so much that I was cheating on the girls that I was taking seriously, but I was I was messing around with a lot of guys. With, with oh <laughs> no! Yeah, and to be honest with you, like you, you know, as you're when you're young, you know, you listen to that music, you know what I mean? You're thinking that's really cool and this, that, and the third. At the same time, like, you don't really understand how much that kind of really does further mess you up mentally. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, so, um, going back to what you're saying, uh, I don't think you should ever change who you are. Like, if you're naturally a nurturer, then you should totally be that. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. Like, <laughs> you really shouldn't be in the habit. You should get out. Of, if you're in the habit of being an opportunist and taking advantage of people, like, you know what I mean, just to get well, opportunist, how I define an opportunist is somebody that loves themselves more in the situation than anything else. Mm. Like, when you, like, somebody that, it, it like, like, okay, for example, a great example would be, like, mm. a girl that you, you have, uh, like, a girl, like, I, I take out to lunch every night, every day, or something mm. like that. And, you know, for her, you know what I mean, it's like, you know, it's free lunch, so it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, a, like, it's no big deal. Like, it's, it's just a conversation with a guy for an hour. It's free lunch. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, uh-huh. in this situation, I would, I'd have to really evaluate myself. Like, is this a, is this girl really here to, like, you know what I mean, because she wants to be me? Or, like, do I see this girl any other situation than when I'm putting into her, when I'm giving into her? Does she ever take the time to nurture? Does she ever do anything to... You know what I mean? No, mm. That's what I'm saying. You got to be able to pinpoint those. Like, and I'm saying this too. Like, if you're a naturally nurturing person, you mm. shouldn't change that because that's the right thing to be. Like, you should just be able to recognize what the situation is that you're in and move accordingly. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, because you're you're not. And the funny thing is, it's like. Even if the situation, I'll, I'll speak from experience on this, even if the situation does change where the person does become a nurturer that was once an opportunist, a lot of times it's not really what you, all that you really wanted it to be once you have it the way that you thought that it would be. <laughs> because uh-huh. Uh-huh. a lot of other things been off with that, and it's just like, see, it, it's really a, a shit as energy. You know what I mean? It's just a, a transfer of energy and, like, um, control, you could say. Um, and it's just really just it's, – it's great when you're, when you're able to find someone that's giving into you as much as you're giving into them. You know, that's the goal. When it's not the main goal. Yeah. Right. That's the main goal. And, and it, is, it is a good feeling to come across someone who you – don't have to have your guards up. You can pour into that person and not have to worry about the reciprocation because naturally that's how they are. They're they're interested in pouring back into you, if not the same amount, then more. Um, I think that 
we are in the times where people are more so looking at situations now with what can I get from this situation or how can I prevent from uh, getting hurt by not being so open. And that kind of interrupts the natural flow of how relationships, you know, are created or how they develop. So, yeah, we have opportunists and we have nurturers in a romantic relationship, but how does an opportunist affect you, let's say, in your career, you know, with you and music and videography? How does that affect you professionally? Ooh, okay, well, that's uh, that was two questions then, because, um, you know, I work my nine, I work a nine-to-five, and I do my five-to-nine. That's what I call it, you know, the five-to-nine <laughs> grind. So <laughs> it's just a whole-day thing. So it's like, um, you know, in, 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 in your job, in your career, like most people, it's the easiest thing to recognize. Like we're all, <laughs> they're all taking, you know, they're all opportunities taking advantage of us. Like, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's there to nurture us. <laughs> like, you know what right. I'm so I mean, that's a clear cut was like you know what I mean, but um, I guess more so on an independent level, yes, definitely. When you hear like somebody like, oh yeah, yeah, um, I and, and I've had like uh, you know, uh, Sally the whole I don't know what you call it situations where it's just like it's just you know what I mean, it just messed up the whole friendship because like you can't just live up to what you're saying as well. So like, say somebody needs a video, they need a video right away. In their mind, they need a video right away, and mm-hmm. it's just like, but they don't have the money right there to put up for it, and this is your people, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, and, and one thing also to keep in mind is like, um, is, is trust in relationships when it comes to independent business because it's like, that's more important than the money because, you know what I mean? Like, that the money's going to come and it's going to go, but like, for example, I just started working again with um, somebody I haven't worked with in 10 years just because, you know, they disappeared and came back, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but it's like we picked up right back and, like, you know, the stuff that they're doing now is right coinciding with the stuff I'm doing. So it's just like, you know what I mean? So it's like you, so you want to look for, so you want to look for those people that respect what it is that you're bringing to the table, you know what I mean? And, you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, and that's also something else, like, because I'm, I'm at a point now uh, where I'm also hiring, like, videographers and photographers to you know, take on certain roles that I can't take on, et cetera. And I never, as a, as a, as a if you want to say business, I don't, I never shortchange anybody. Like, so right. if, say, that's your budget, you, first of all, First off, you never want to give somebody something less than what they're asking for because they're not going to give you all that they're going to put into it. Like, right. You know what I mean? So if, if somebody's asking for, uh, you know, $1,000 for this, then give them $1,000 and expect the best. But that also goes back into the uh, the, the book of the four agreements. You, you, you do your best uh, and you have no regrets. Uh, but, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, you just give somebody, you know, so – yeah, just when it comes to uh, business relationships, again, it's just really more so, you know, just, just, you know, you know, I, I, I would say more so, you know, developing that trust between uh, the partners and et cetera beforehand. Uh-huh. And, you know, if the trust isn't there, the money, it doesn't matter. It's better to find that out earlier <laughs> than right. when there's big money on the table, you know. So, okay. So let me so let me sum it up. 
because we we definitely danced. We just danced right now. We were we were dancing. Okay, so um, trust in a relationship. You mentioned that there has to be trust in a relationship, and then you went on to state um, how you had an example where let's say someone wanted a video and they needed it right now, but they didn't have the money. Okay, they can't afford it. Where's the respect? So let's start with that point first, because a lot of the times um, in a workplace, you you don't necessarily trust your boss, but you still give them, you still are as productive, because you know that if you're not productive, then you're going to get fired. So it's almost like it's an equal trade. You're giving them um, materials or, or service, and in return, they're giving you money, but what about those situations, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners can, can can relate to this, what about those situations where you're not being compensated for the work that you're doing, meaning they're giving you, you have your role, and then you have Tom, Dick, and Harry's role on top of that that you're doing. You're playing the role of four people, but you're only being compensated for one person. How do you How do you deal with a situation like that versus someone that's out in the streets that's trying to lowball you for, for your product? Well, that's a great question. Um, I, I'll answer it like this. Uh, one thing about me as, a, as an artist, like in general, like I don't think it's, it's, it's really more so about – hold on one second, I'm sorry. Yeah, second. sure. You're fine. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, so one thing you know, as an artist, like in general, uh, we're talking about. Um, sorry, we're talking about uh, lowballing, lowballing you in the streets versus your employer putting four roles on you but only paying you for one. Right, 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 right. So lowballing, like one thing as an artist, like you know what I mean. It's just like I really try to make sure to like give it my best, but I also disconnect myself from the work that I do when it comes to work for hire. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think you need, as an, I'll speak from an artist's perspective, as an artist's perspective, you really need to have that kind of discipline where you don't take things personal. If somebody says you need to change something, you need to do something, et cetera, and so forth, you're getting mm-hmm. paid to do that. You do that job. You know, mm-hmm. do your best and, and get the job, satisfy the client. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, is this your business? Is this your baby here? You know what I mean? That you're taking mm-hmm. care of? So, like, if you're not being respected in a city, if you feel as if you're putting, you're giving, you're nurturing this situation, and you're not getting enough out of it at the end of the day, then you need to, again, you know, just acknowledge where you are in the situation and move accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. just what I'm saying, like, if it's your business, if it's your business, of course, you're going to put your all into it. But if it's somebody else's business that you're involved in and you feel as if you're you're, you're just nurturing and, it, it, like, you feel like it's like an opportunist and you're the nurturer in this situation, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's also another way that – that's also a great thing to talk about, too, like, also with the ways that you present yourself as a business or as what it is that you're bringing to the table, like, they got to understand that, you know, it's their opportunity to work with you, like, right. of what 
you do. Like I have on this uh, this this photographer. I'm I'm, I'm doing this shoot uh, in a couple weeks uh, mm-hmm. that I work with, um, and I was just having a conversation with him, and it was just like so great of a conversation because by the end of it, I felt comfortable enough where I don't need to worry about how the pictures are going to be. I don't even have to. I don't. I don't need to micromanage because mm-hmm. he does what he does. Like you know what I mean? And it's just like those are the kind of like it, it, and. You know, those are the kind of situations that you, you look for and you want, and those are the kind of and the kind of reputation that you want to build. Where it's just like people want to keep you around. People see the opportunity to work with you because they know you're gonna what you bring to the table. They understand the value of it and they respect it enough to make sure that they keep you like keep you good. One thing too. Uh, about the nine to five situation, uh, which is why I always kept, always kept a hustle on the side. It's just like you know, they they're always just going to give you enough to survive. They're not going to give you mm-hmm. enough to live. <laughs> right, I mean? right. Like that's that's something that you know they don't teach us in school. And that's just a conversation also that we need to have. Like, but you know, just you know, but in, in, in every situation, again, like you're saying at work, you are an mm-hmm. opportunist in that situation yourself, too, because they are paying you to take care of your livelihood and take care of your bills and et cetera and so forth. You know what I mean? So, uh, Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So so um, by being an employee, um, you say that that would make the person an opportunist because they're using that opportunity to uh, receive money, I guess, to get paid. Right. Okay, yeah. And actually, let me tie a couple more things together. Like, for example, um, what I was saying, uh, is why it's a spectrum, for example, I'll, I'll tie it back to the taking the girl out to lunch situation. Mm-hmm. It's like the man the man is also an opportunist in that situation, too, because he's trying to get the girls. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. A, this is what I'm saying. Like, we're all, it's a spectrum. We we can't we can't look at it because nobody's just a nurturer and nobody's just we want something out of what we're giving and that's we want to give and take you know what I mean it's about giving right. a good balance of give and take so, you so let me, I mean? you want yeah let me ask you this because you said that the guy in that dating situation he is an opportunist because he ultimately wants the kitty cat why not just mm-hmm. tell her that he wants the kitty cat and and not use Taking her out on a date as the the smoky mirror. Like, why not just say, "Hey, I'm trying to smash." What What do you went to? Because usually, what happens is guys will go into situations like that thinking, "Oh, I got to take her out before she let me hit," and then you take her out, and then she still don't let you hit, and now she's a fucking bitch and all of this stuff. Whereas, if you just made your intentions clear from the get go, she may be looking to smash too. Like. Right, right. Of course, that's that's something that drove people when we understand. But like, I will say this though: like I, I, nine times out of ten, I'll say the reason that men don't do that is because that doesn't work. <laughs> you can't just walk up to a show, y'all. I want the drawer. <laughs> you know, like, and you'll be surprised down here in Atlanta what you can get away with. I'm telling you. Well, I think like, I gotta. Do this. may whisper <laughs> into your ear, like, "Hey, I'm saying you're smelling good and with them gray sweatpants looking real." And I'm saying, yeah. "What you trying to do?" But, she but may also, rob I mean, you when you sleep, but I'm just. You know. This is what I'm saying. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not knocking nobody's hustle, nobody's grind. 
I'm, yeah, I move. I definitely move different at 40. You know what I mean? But uh, I will say though, like you know what I mean? Like it also depends on what you're really looking for in the situation. Because if you just if you just somebody just looking for drugs, you know what I mean? There's that. But if it's if you if it's somebody that's actually, I'm, I mean. Nah, I can't. I'm not even gonna say hey, I go. <laughs> but it's like, if you in a situation, if you if you if you you know you looking for something a little bit more serious, if you look if you okay, so okay, when we want something like if we if we see like if this is shorty, I'll say like for me, like that's what I'm saying. Like I wish I would have heard some of this stuff when I was younger, because I feel like I wasted a lot of time with you know on opportunists in my lifetime, and at the end of the day. This is something also uh, I wanted to throw in there because my boy, uh, something that my boy said that uh, his uncle said to him that was just always back in my mind. He said, you spend your life chasing women, you're going to run out of money. <laughs> you spend your life mm-hmm. chasing money, you'll never run out of women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I know that and this is cancel culture and everything, but that's still like such a, if, if you really think about it, like, we, like, like I'm saying, like, at 40, like, you know what I mean? Well, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just moving totally different now. Like, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like I'm saying, I keep my, always keep, like, something going on and et cetera, but I, I want to get to that point now, like, where the moves that I'm making now is where I don't need to work for nobody. <laughs> you know, right. So it's, like, really more so, like, you know, just men- mentally, like, just really focusing on just, you know, getting that paper, you know what I mean, and just and actually, the the reality is, because uh, I you know I can't really because you're you're coming from the female perspective as well. So, you know what I mean. I'm really more so speaking from like the male perspective on how like a male should more so deal with that. Like you know what I mean. Where it's just mm-hmm. like you know like how if if I say like he he would want to you know he would he would take a girl out on it. He would go the extra mile to you know to wine and dine a shorty that he feels himself with for, you know, a longer time. But the reality is he's got he's to gotta understand, like, I had to understand, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can spend so much time pouring into something that doesn't, at the end of the day, is never going to pour back into you. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you got to, and in all that time that you even, and it's crazy because, Life has a way of balancing itself out because that time, as soon as you you, you cut certain, cut the fat off of your your meat, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if I should pull that or that. You know what I mean? But as soon as you cut the trim the fat, it's just like so many other things open up that wasn't there before. That's just like, you know what I mean? You really just gotta focus on it. if you if if you just focus in general. Also, if you just focus on being successful at whatever it is that you want to do with your life then everything else will gravitate towards you and stuff like that and positive and you should really more so be the nurturing side and recognize the opportunist side and move accordingly in those situations. Right. So um, the interesting thing, um, and then I'll move on to the next question, the interesting thing is that I have come across men who genuinely just want to go out. Like, they just want good company. They just want a good conversation. They don't mind spending money. They're not trying to, you know, have sex with the chick afterwards. That's just what it is, right? You know, and, and, and believe it or not, a good conversation with the opposite sex is so hard to come by nowadays because everybody, 
I won't say everybody, but a lot of people are either guarded or they have hidden agendas on what they can get out of you. So sometimes you do want to just go out and hang with someone and, and, you know, mix the testosterone and pheromones and stuff together and it not be an intimate thing. And, and that is more powerful than anything else in this world. It just being able to have a conversation with someone and you're not laying in bed with them, like, that's what a lot of people, a lot of grown folks actually, a lot of single grown folks actually seek is just someone that's chill as hell that they can vibe with, stress-free, got no drama, nothing like that. So going into the uh, – actually, before we even go into the next question, what we're going to do is we're going to take a song break. We're going to play your song, H2O. Um, you guys oh, – okay. Yeah, because because that was great what you were saying. Like, cause I'll just I'll just real quick wrap it because it's like what you were saying is um, one thing that I I have figured out at an older age is like, and that wasn't at at my younger ages. As a man, like we attack things differently. Like we as a female, like you you got you y'all look for a friendship, and then like you know what I mean the, the physical comes after. It's got, it's guys they're trying to get a get a girl, you know, bust a nut, and then we're trying, you know, and, and hopefully that she's a good girl after. Like, we're looking for a girl that looks good, and then, you know, all this, that, and the third, this, that, and the third, but, and then after that, like, hopefully she's a good girl. Hopefully she can cook for you. Hopefully she can go. She's, she's, she's good with your mom. You know what I mean? Like, we think about it as backwards as men, like, you know what I mean? But, like, as a guy, like you're saying, like, that's so much more important. As a grown man, like, that's so much more important, like, to be able to have, like, a friendship more than anything. Like, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, really, like, what, you busting a you having sex for, like, what, how much out of 24 hours? Like, you know what I mean? This is, like, 24 hours is a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dealing with somebody at a certain time. So it's just, like, you really want to, you know what I mean, focus on getting a friend. Right, definitely. I, hey, I hear you loud and clear. Um, those listening, if you want to chime in, if you have questions or comments, the phone number to dial is 515-602-9647. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick song break. Um, the song is H2O um, by Hugger Rocks. This is Simply Bree with He Say What? And tonight we are talking about communication Nurturers versus opportunists. So uh, we will be right back, guys. Take the time to give an explanation. 
This one, Mike from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What Radio Network. All right, we are back, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to He Said What with your girl Simply Breathe. We got Hunger Rocks on the line with us as well, and we are talking about communication nurturers versus opportunists. That song that you just heard, or that performance that you just heard, uh, was Hunger Rocks, and that song was H2O. Um, and that was actually a really, really good performance. I got to see the video as well um, that you showed me. So now my question to you is uh, why might it be important to exercise saying no? Why might it be important to exercise saying no? Right. Well, uh, thank you. Well, okay, so I'll say thank you for playing that. Um, you know, me sending you that last second. Um, I yeah. just had to listen, and, you know, the audio was horrible. I apologize. And I never recorded the, I never recorded that. That's just something I always perform somewhere, whatever. But um, anyways, uh, thank you. Thank you for playing that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a song. So the importance of saying no. 
yeah, just be, you need to be 100 with people. Like, I think that's also important about your character as well. Um, and I think that's something I think, as personally, I took a lot from my mom. Like, she was very straightforward with people, like, and I, also as, I guess, a dad now, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, I really don't care. <laughs> like, listen, are, are you, like, are you online? Because I need to get out of here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to be, whatever it is that you, you need to be able to speak up for yourself or whatever it is that you need out of life, just be or be real about it. Like, you know, if, and also if that means that you lose somebody because it it's not what, you know, they want or what you, what you both want at the end of the day, then neither one of you going to be happy. So mm-hmm. you might as well, like, just be a thousand about it. Like, just be a thousand about it. And it's not the end of the world, too. You know what I mean? That's, that's something else learned at, at, at 40 years old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, life goes on. Like, you just, like, you know what I mean? Like, the world doesn't have to flip upside down <laughs> because right, you yeah. say no. Right. You know, say no. Yeah, be comfortable. Be comfortable. Let's normalize saying no, but also hearing no. And being okay with mm-hmm. it. And uh, I think if we can do that, then we'll definitely be uh, one step ahead of the game. So now, speaking about the game, um, would you really be able to sincerely trust someone who told you that they were about the bag by any means necessary? Yes, that, uh, that last part you said, is there what? If they told you that, look, I'm by, I'm about the bag by any means necessary, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Can you trust someone that that just openly tells you that? Let's say they're trying to pursue a relationship with you, and um, mm-hmm. you know they're a self-proclaimed go-getter, and they say, "Listen, I gotta, I gotta get to the bag. However, you know, whatever it takes, I'm gonna do it." Can you see yourself in a relationship with someone like that? Well, I'll say this this point in my life that's not as important for me um as a man as a heterosexual i'm just speaking for me i'll just speak for mm-hmm. me um you know uh what's most important for me is having somebody at the end of the day i don't need somebody i'm chasing the bag i'm, I'm gonna need the bag like um at the end of the day it, it's just being able to have somebody at the end of the day that makes life that much it gives you that fuel, that energy to keep going and get more, you know what I mean? It doesn't cause, like, unnecessary stress where it doesn't need to be, like, I could be with somebody like that, like, you could be chasing, whatever it is that you're doing in life, and it's also, that's also, I guess, a a great point, like you're saying, like, because it's also about dealing with people or dealing with somebody that's, like, sort of on the same wavelength as you as well, because it's, like, some people move, people just move at different paces and move or doing certain things. So like Jay Z and Beyonce, which I never compare anybody's relationship, never com- to compare it to despair. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. But just saying like Jay and Beyonce, um, in general, like her being like a, about the bag, Jay being about the bag, like neither, like they understand that sometimes they gotta do whatever they gotta do to get the bag. So it's just like they are on the same wavelength on that sense where they don't cause unnecessary drama. Like, just somebody that understands, that's most important, somebody that understands me as far as why it's a bag and just 
loves me enough to support me 100%. And, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, just it, it, it's just love. That's it, you know. Okay, okay. Um, is there is there anything that, um, like, let's say if you're a giver, if you've always been a giver, is there any problems that could arise from you always being a giver besides coming across someone who does not reciprocate that? Hell yeah. I mean, for you, you're wasting a lot of time. Like, if you wait, that's what I'm saying about everything. Like, to pour, if you're pouring that energy into somebody that's pouring it right back into you, that's a great thing. If you're pouring that energy into somebody that's just taking advantage of you, that's an opportunist then you're just draining your own energy and wasting time and valuable energy and time that you could be using to work on your life story at the end of the day. Because another thing I always say is, like, the most important the most important character in your life story is you. Mm-hmm. If you're not in that story, if you're not in that story, the book is over. Like, you know what I mean? You can't, you, you have to, you, can, you have to be a nurturer. Of course, like, Never, I, for me, I, I've always, I feel like I've always been a nurturer. Even if, like, like say, for example, like my brother, like he always knew he could just run in my closet and take whatever. Like I wouldn't even make an issue of it because that's my little brother. Like you know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. just in general, like uh, you know, like you know, just I, I, so I'm not. So if you're in general, in generally just a nurturing person, this is, the thing is, is that this, right now in this culture, what it feels like is that there's a lot of like. Uh, the culture is like where guys, you know what I mean, they're specifically all about the bag and they don't know how to recognize a nurturer. And females are more so just all about the bag and don't know how to be a nurturer, like, to a man, like, at the end of the day, where it's like, and that's, and at the end, it's like, they say money rule all evil when you really look at it. Because, I mean, like, I mean, but at the same time, we all got to get the bag. We all, but when it comes to, like, growing and, and building a relationship with somebody you want to spend your life with, you know what I mean? Like, you want to, like, when it comes to being a nurturer, you want to, as long as you pour in that energy into the right, per, like, the right people that are giving it back to you in general, mm-hmm. good. but, like, you don't want to overexhaust yourself where you're not, you're, you're losing at the end of the day either, like, you know? Right. So you said something interesting. Um, you said that women, um, and I can't quote you for you know exactly, but you said um, how women um, have gotten to the point sometimes where they're all about the bag and they don't know how to be a nurturer. What do you think gets them to that point? Because they say women naturally are nurturers. So if if you come across a woman who she's on her grind, she wants nothing to do with dating, relationships, babies, anything that's going to tie her down or take her away from her grind, what could have possibly, if you had to just assume or guess from a male's perspective, what could have possibly gotten her to that point? Well, before we blame anything, we really have to blame the way that uh, the media is, like, shaping our, 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 our culture. You know what I mean? And, the way that we move in our culture and the way that we like uh, everything, just our expectations and our, you know, because, you know, and, and, you know, everybody's at the end of the day, it's fight or flight, you know, that's just basic survival. And it's just like, you know, for 
I guess for women more so, I would say it's like, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's a fight, like, because a woman at the end of the day has to fight for it. You, you, y'all have to, you have to fight even harder, like, like the same recognition in the, in the business and et cetera and so forth. So like, you know, that's a natural thing. And like, it's, it's, what what I'm saying when when it's to blame anybody like to blame the media because it's like they paint this picture where it's like a woman doesn't need a man, you know, and it's it's the media painting that more so than and and more and it's more so people just like for example I, I, however you feel about COVID it's kind of also the same thing where it's just like. You know, some, you know, there's people that are not taking the vaccine because people are saying not to take it. There's people that taking the vaccine because people are saying to take it. You know, there's people that don't think for themselves, you know, in general. Like, so it's just kind of like the culture really kind of shapes the way, uh, the media really kind of shapes the way the culture moves and, 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 like, you know, and painting this picture where it's just like, um, when you really look at it, it's, it's like, you know, uh, where where are the where are the father figures in like these situations really more so like when it's when even like and that's one of the thing like for, and I'm bringing it back to the man for a second but it's like you know like walking around with my son like for example it's like sometimes I just you know it's it's such a culture shock for me because it's like you know people are so much nicer with me with my son but it's like I'm I'm the same guy like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. without my it's like, why do I have to have my son for you to be, to treat me like a human being? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we all kind of like, you know, have that thing with like, um, but like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame like, like women and, and I don't blame anybody like for doing what it is that they have to do in order to survive. Like it, um, to see it as a survivor, you know, to take the situation, as, you know, and figure out a way to survive through the situation. You know, we all want things, but I don't know if I'm spending too far off the topic. <laughs> so, I'm well, um, so the interesting thing, um, you said that it was um, the media that's shaping the way that people think and, and, and I guess um, how we perceive relationships are supposed to look like. And the interesting thing about it, I used to say the same thing. I used to say it was media, social media, until I came across enough guys who had their own little mindset of how they felt black women were supposed to be. And sometimes, you know, like I literally just recently today, I I put a post up um, on Instagram, and it basically said, um, anytime a female asks you a question, then sits like this with her hand under her chin. Just be honest because we already know the answer. And I said that women tend to have um, intuition. We have this thing called intuition as well as a bullshit meter. And best believe if she asks me the question twice, uh, she already knows the answer. And she's just, she wants you to be honest. And I had a guy actually comment under that and tell me um, that, Hearing gossip doesn't mean you know anything. And this is the toxic communication that young women or black women are being pumped with that is making them undesirable, combative, and disagreeable. 
What does that have to do with anything? Why? And this is. Hmm. I'm sorry. First off, I, I can't hear anybody that's saying anything negative about black women. You know what I mean? So automatically, I can't hear what he's saying. You know what I mean? Because I, I just I'm sorry. That's like a that's like because like black women in general like have had to do so much in order to make it in life. And it's just like how to knock anything that a black woman mm-hmm. to even if a black woman is upset by anything, she has a right to be upset by something. So I don't even but but. That's also another, you know, they're also painting, if anybody's a city, they have a right to be, they're also painting that narrative about, like, black women. Black women. Exactly. And this is the the catcher. The catcher is the fact that that statement was made by a black man. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we, like I'm saying, everybody's, everybody has their, everybody has their own thing that they're, they're out for in life. I can't tell anybody how to live your life, but I just can't hear anybody say anything. Mm -hmm. About a black woman because it's just like you can't and like and like I was listening um, to just a podcast too like where uh, this guy this white dude called into uh, this this uh, this black guy's podcast and he said what's up my nigga and he was just like he was like yo don't call me nigga etc and they went back and forth and it went to a whole thing or whatever and it's just like like it's like. It, it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be no more conversation after that. Like you know, what right. I mean, like it's just like it, it, I don't want to spend too far off. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was just yeah. it was. It was just interesting, and the point that I was making about that was the fact that I used to be on the whole social media affects the way people think and things like that until I had enough people who came out of their mouth <laughs> and showed me that hey, social media may not play a role with um, the way that someone thinks. If anything, social media is the um, transportation of ignorance. It's just showing us how ignorant people can really be. So um, I I just find that that really interesting um, because it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we as black people have to survive in a world where we are at the bottom of the barrel and then you have your own kind who will help keep you down by little things like that, if you and, allow and it. It's, and it's really like I'm saying, man, like I, that's, see, that's a whole thing. Because it's like, for me, to be honest, I'm going to just, I, I, can I say something real blunt? Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not going to say it too blunt. <laughs> but I'm gonna say it blunt though. Still, like the black people of this world, of America in specific, us niggas, to be completely honest with you, we're the mm-hmm. diamonds of this world. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They try everything that they could to crush us. You know what I mean? In this country, they they for 400 years they they try everything, and what what we're we're the result of of, of all that. You know what I mean? Like we we. We are the diamonds of this world, like you know what I mean. And it's just like the media paint because we really are the diamonds. But the media, with the power of the media, and I don't want to specifically point out a, di- a specific, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they want to like their con- their power is the control of the perception of what it is. So they want to make us seem like we're weaker and and stupider, this that, mm-hmm. and, and angrier more threatening and this, that, and the third, you know, they paint that picture of us. But the reality, like, it's like, 
like you like in Harlem, like you like or or for example, like uh, the the this set lock battle, if they talking all this, uh, you know, they paint this picture of like how you know Yonk is is, is so rough in it. Yonk mm-hmm. is beautiful. <laughs> Yonk mm-hmm. is beautiful. I mean, like everywhere, you have your, your hoods and you have your, but you have your good parts too. Like you know what I mean? Right. But but they but when it comes to us, they'll only paint the negative shit. Like you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. Only yeah. 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 But it's, it's definitely the yeah. So what we're gonna do? Um, it is eight fifty-six, and we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up. Um, I want you to let the great people know how can they find you on social media and support what you have going on. And if you have any upcoming shows or events, definitely go ahead and mention that now as well. All right. Well, Sabrina, I well, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for having me again. Um, he said what. Yeah. Okay. So, um, there's always so many things going on, but uh, I'll just keep it brief. Uh, If anybody's interested in music, I uh, I don't want to talk about music yet. Cause okay, oh man, because music. All right, you know what? I'm I'm gonna break. I'm gonna give some excuses. I'm I'm gonna give some excuses because nobody really interviewed me anyway. So I got um, a beat. I got a, a Bars Up Network. Everybody follow Bars Up Network on Instagram. Mm, mm-hmm. Network on Instagram. Uh, pretty much you'll see what that's all about. A whole bunch of MCs, everything going on, Freestyle Fridays, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, we're going to be coming up with a whole bunch of different segments coming up. I'll just, yeah, I'll just keep it real general. So uh, we'll be coming up with a whole bunch of different segments coming this fall. we got a lot of really, really big things coming up. I'll be partnering up with a bud brand called Bulk Bully. Bulk Bully. We bully the bullies. Okay. Um, opening a brand new dispensary in Harlem. But um, we'll be talking about all those details and everything and on Bars Up Network and everything. So make sure y'all tune in to the Bars Up Network. There's a lot of really, really, really great things happening. So And merch also. just wanted to plug the merch because um, yeah. Yeah, merch is popping too. Like everything... Is hip hop influence. I'm an artist by nature, so it's a chance for me to really uh, just find a way to really kind of impact the culture in, in a visual way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I was able to like really pour into some of the check out some of the stuff. Uh, like again, the wall hit a lot of really great things about to happen. So I really appreciate you for interviewing me again and giving me a chance to speak to your people and let them know. Yeah. Talk about this as well, like you know, because I think like this also just needs to be talked about, and I thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really, really appreciate it, and I'm definitely gonna get those photos to you. Um, I received my merch. I absolutely love it. I'm wearing it right now, so I definitely am gonna send you some photos. Um, everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you visit blogtalkradio.com backslash he said what to download this episode as well as all of our other episodes from our other shows make sure you follow us on instagram he said what radio network as well as you can follow me underscore simply Bree underscore and tune in tomorrow for she said what with your host alan newman jr and his special invited guest so 
Until then, you guys have a wonderful evening, and thanks again. Bye-bye. All right, y'all.